0: Hey YouTube, this is React City, this is React Cast, and we are back. I'm Michael. I'm Rose.
1: I'm Nikki.
2: And this is React Cast. So, yeah, we're back with another week, and excitingly, this is the podcast launch day. Yay, so yay.
0: it's yeah. public on YouTube. Mm-hmm.
2: And we actually had a pretty good reception. Um, mm-hmm. considering it's been uh, out for four hours and we have a hundred views on it. That's actually better than Boba Fett's finale episode. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I didn't mean that as
2: a diss, but it is what it is,
0: you
2: know. <laughs> uh, did you guys have any expectations for how the podcast would do? I kind of do.
1: I was a little nervous to have expectations because on um, it's it's like it's a little bit more personal. Mm-hmm. It's more. It's not about one anime, so mm-hmm. that it would draw a, a crowd for that anime. So it's depending on people wanting to hear what we have to say. <laughs> yeah. You know. So I'm like, I don't know if I want to expect anything. I might get my heart broken. Yeah. But um, I was pleasantly surprised. Like I wasn't expecting a hundred. I was expecting a um, maybe among our lowest performing video.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you? Have any? I just kind. I kind of expected it to be something slow to pick up. Yeah. I, I did expect that it would be among one of our lowest but i also expected it to be very consistent i it's people who like podcasts are consistently listening to podcasts yeah. so i expected the views to be low but for it to be consistent with the crowd
1: yeah i i figured um that if it were to you know resonate with the, our viewers that like you said th- it would keep going like mm-hmm. i don't think i don't I wouldn't expect it to die off because I do enjoy our podcast myself yeah so I think people would enjoy it too yeah
2: yeah um I, I kind of expected honestly I um not worst case scenario. I thought we'd hit like 15 guaranteed views. Wow. <laughs> and best case scenario, maybe 50 mm-hmm. throughout the day. Yeah. So to hit 104 hours is really, really good. Yeah.
1: That's awesome. And um,
0: comments. And oh, four yeah. more comments. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, guys. Thanks. Yes. I, think, I think part of that is to do with the fact that we, I think we mentioned this before, we, the way our reactions go is our main content, I guess you could say, is the discussions. Yeah. Yeah. That's what our crowd usually likes to hear from us. So a podcast is basically like an hour-long discussion. Yeah. So mm. I guess it makes sense that they would be more interested.
2: Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I truly feel that that is the best part of the channel that we have. Yeah. And I hope that one day we can look back and be like, wow, we were celebrating 100 views. <laughs> yeah. But right now, it is very big. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had a Q&A section. Well, we have a QA and a section in Discord. And you were answering a couple of the questions. I know I said on the last uh, couple of podcasts that you guys can post questions in the comments, and you actually did post one that will come up, I think. But just so you guys know, there's also a section in Discord. So if you want like a more immediate answer for some of them, it may come up there. But also, if there's a question that's really complex, it may come up on the podcast anyway. So don't feel like you need to talk on the latest um, podcast video necessarily. You could just post it in Discord as well. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah the question was
1: uh Yeah there was a question from Setsu. Um have you guys seen JoJo? Um,
0: as in JoJo's Bizarre JoJo's Adventures. Bizarre Adventure Which one? <laughs> <laughs> All of them? <laughs> <laughs> um well uh you and I have yeah. seen um the first two seasons? The first two and a half seasons? The
2: first and a half. The first I'd, I'd and a like half. say like first and a third.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we yeah. watched that together. And then I watched Stardust Dust, Stardust Crusaders and then the one after that. Because I didn't realize it was starting in the middle of something. Because yeah. it had like a totally different name. So I was like, okay, Stardust Crusaders uh, season one. And it Stardust Crusaders came up. But I didn't realize that it was like a continuation of JoJo's Bizarre Adventures was mm-hmm. the thing.
2: Yeah, you're actually the one who got me into it. Yeah. Because you were saying, like, there's a really interesting anime. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's funny, I, I I did really, really enjoy the first season. And most people say that the first season is the slowest season. Yeah. And you just stick to the first season, and then you'll get to the, you know, bam! And on the second season, it's just go, 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 go. And I had the exact opposite uh, reaction. <laughs> Remember, we were watching the first season, I was like, man, I love this guy. Yeah. This guy is great. Mm-hmm. And then it finished, and the second season was like, all right, this new guy is kind of interesting. And mm-hmm. then I just lost interest.
0: Yeah. Aww. <laughs> we, just, we just never continued after the, the first, like, I think it was like three episodes of the three, second season. Three, four
2: episodes. Yeah. Did not see that coming.
0: Mm-hmm. But it was, it was it's a cool concept because it's like an anime that continues throughout the generations. So you see them get older, you see them have a life and stuff like that. Uh, but the bizarreness just is hereditary. So <laughs>
2: Yeah, this is one of those shows that you're like, wow, that escalated quickly.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: But it wasn't quick, it took
1: generations. <laughs> it took generations, yeah. It's only on my radar because of the memes. Mm. I keep seeing the memes from it. I'm like, I want to know what that is
0: about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Meme machine. Yeah, I, I from the ones that I've watched, I'd say Stardust Crusader is my favorite season because it retains just a, it retains enough of the bizarre to be like, what is happening, but it's not so bizarre that you're like, I, I, I feel like I need to explain myself if somebody catches me watching this. <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah you know I can
2: explain <laughs>
0: I can explain <laughs> no I can't um, but yeah
2: mm-hmm. and was there another one or
1: yeah there's one, one other um, about ReZero I thought it was a really interesting question because at first I was like huh <laughs> um, uh, Tivik asked do you take ReZero seriously um, basically they explained I <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like how it. you <laughs> give them the voice <laughs> no because it was such a funny question I was like what um, but they explained, like, um, like, just is it fun to watch, or is it cringe, or is it scary, etc.? And because the show is really deep in lore and the anime leaving some things out, it's kind of hard to get the full picture. Do you search things up about the characters or just the over- about the overall story? Mm. Mm-hmm
2: so I guess are we like super fans or something yeah I guess
0: yeah. so I mean none of us have read the light novel or, or the manga web. or the web novel or other material but we we do really love the lore mm-hmm. um, and we let, I think you mentioned this in your reply back to them we try not to look up stuff anything about this show to avoid spoilers especially since we are behind um, the, re- the release schedule for each episode and stuff. Uh, so there's just going to be a plethora of spoilers. Yeah. There. The grace period for spoilers has long expired. So, yeah, yeah we try not to look stuff up and we kind of just depend on other people to fill us in. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I really, really enjoyed having that um, foresight to help you guys in an earlier season. hmm where I knew what was coming. So I knew what was not a spoiler and what was a spoiler. Despite, I did kind of spoil the auto thing because I didn't know that it wasn't supposed to be that they're friends yet. Remember that? No. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> but other than that, there were a lot of comments that I saw that I knew not to tell you guys because mm-hmm. I saw, no, the show will tell you in this episode. The show mm-hmm. will tell you in that episode. Mm-hmm. And not major things, you know? So yeah. I, it's not like I think people are intentionally spoiling it. I think mm-hmm. it's just one of those things that they read the night novels and a manga and they just think it doesn't come up. Yeah. So... I I did enjoy having that foresight, but now that we kind of... It's still a small community, but it is a community where we've got people in the Discord who are able to tell us, like, mm -hmm. uh, this, you can know this, you cannot know that, that might be a spoiler. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's kind of funny to see them sometimes say, is that a spoiler? And they kind of, um, Stephen and Kings went back and forth a couple times, like, was that a spoiler or not? Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, so we can kind of rely on them, but Mm -hmm. I almost... I did very much consider watching ahead,
0: mm-hmm.
2: even though we were reacting, just so that I could go back to, like, guiding you guys again. Mm-hmm. Because I don't, don't like... being like in the dark. <laughs> yeah. I don't like all of us being in the dark. Yeah. You know?
0: And You did mention that before, uh, when we're, like, kind of choosing which shows to react to, uh, you're kind of like, I, I prefer it when one of us uh, watches the whole thing, so that we kind of know... Like, cause sometimes in animes things are just unexplained, and the anime thinks it's been explained. It's like, what just happened? Yeah. So, if all of us are in the dark for the rest of the anime, it's just it, it. kind of affects the experience. Yeah, it does. Yeah, so it's it's nice to have a guiding light in the <laughs> darkness. Mm-hmm. The only my only
1: problem with that is. I love his reactions. You know, like, I have to do the thumbnails. Does he have so, reactions? Yeah, occasionally he'll like, huh, you know, like a big reaction to something. And it's very occasional. But when I get it, I'm like, thumbnail! So I, I miss those moments. Like, if, if he's in on everything, mm-hmm. like, it's it's a little harder to get a good reaction. Mm-hmm. I can play on his lack of reaction, which I have done in TikToks, which I don't know. We've announced it in videos. I've been doing the TikToks and um, reels for our channel now. Yeah. Um, so I'll play on his lack of reaction in some... Like, when we're going crazy about something, and he's yeah. like...
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, I guess when whenever we're watching, I do try to make sure that I'm... I'm I, I don't know. It's like, I try to make sure I'm emoting, but when I watch it back, it doesn't look like what it felt like. <laughs>
1: you felt more
2: energy than you did. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like... Like, I remember watching a ReZero episode, and I knew what was going to happen, and... It made me happy. The scene did make me happy. So I was like, alright, I should make sure to show that I'm happy. So I smiled and then I looked back and I just was like
0: <laughs> It was like no reaction. But I know
2: I tried.
1: Yeah. So, I Maybe mean, you were getting caught up in, in the
2: show. Well mm. well that's what I'd think, but I like I I intentionally put effort behind it.
0: You know? And it didn't happen.
2: Yeah, so but at the same time I don't want to like I don't want to like simulate my reaction. Mm -hmm. So I I, I definitely, it's like speaking to somebody and then you start enunciating every single syllable. Like, yes, you are speaking, you mean those words, but you're expressing it more harshly. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what it is when um, I already know something's gonna happen, but I still want to show the feelings that I am feeling. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to express it, but I don't want to get to the point where I'm faking a reaction. Mm -hmm. I don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. So I guess sometimes pushing that expression it's just still, it's like pushing nothing. Yeah. <laughs> There's still nothing there, you have to push it. Yeah. There was one more question. Um, we saw uh, a question today on the React cast where someone was asking about, is Hunter x Hunter a long-term anime? Oh, um, yeah. So, that was a, so from their phrasing, and I could be wrong about this, I'm sorry if it is, I think they're asking, are we going to be watching that over a long period of time when the time comes? Um, I think either way, no matter what we do, it will be a long period of time, because mm. it's still like 50 episodes, that's 50 weeks a year.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we've sorry we've already seen like half of the half of the anime, so we'd be map. kind of been we'd be picking up from where we are.
2: Mm-hmm. We, we I think we were, yeah I remember it was you like eighty something, yeah something like that because we there was a big moment that was coming up that we didn't see and I remember that I was waiting for you to see it. <laughs> so we, we were
1: on the um the Chimera Ant arc.
2: Yeah. They're tiny little ants and they're hunting them down. So right before the big stuff happening.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Why is that funny? (laughs) Nothing. What? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if you get laughing, that means we did see something. No, it's like tiny
0: little ants and they're hunting them down. Oh. Yeah, that's exactly what happens in this arc.
2: Oh, so you already saw them being big ants? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought she yes, hadn't seen the, the transformation. No. To be oh, the, the
1: last episode I saw was the three really strong guys, including the old guy, comes in to do something. They send, like, power rabbits in to scope it out. That's the last episode we saw.
0: Oh, yes. Oh, the clouds? The cloud rabbits? Yeah. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. You said you were just saying words and it was like, huh? <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> so you're right before the palace invasion.
0: Right? Yeah. Yeah, I knew something big was about to happen. Mm. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, spoiler? No. Spoiler? No, no? it's not a okay. spoiler.
2: Okay. Um, yeah, so as you as you can tell, the Palos of Age arc is big, but we've we missed 75% of the anime if we start at that point. So I, I do want us to do it, but at the same time, it's like, okay, do we rewatch everything to refresh our memory? But if we do that, then most of the stuff's is already reacted to. Mm-hmm. I don't really like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, we could do a short refresher... Little skits where we talk about arcs and how mm-hmm. we felt about arcs. Yeah. Most people probably wouldn't care about seeing that though. Mm-hmm. So then, what? Who are we doing it for? Mm-hmm. But so, but if we do just to right to where we were, there's going to be endless comments like, "But where's all the other reactions?" Yeah. You know. So just we're just still just trying to figure out the best way to do it and at the mm-hmm. same time the best time to do it because there's a lot of shows right now that are really good and popular to watch. And Hundred X Hundred is popular, but if there's other shows that we haven't seen, why not do those?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, well, the iron's hot, so to speak mm mm-hmm. Um, and so to so the actual first question that I had—that
0: <laughs> was just Q and A—and <laughs> the podcast starts now.
2: Um, Death Note, yeah, Death Note. So remember, I was telling you guys, Naomi was uh, was some interesting about her. The author was talking about. Oh, that's right,
0: the black haired girl. By went. the way, uh, spoilers up to uh, what, what?
2: episode seven.
0: Seven episode seven in Death Note. Okay,
2: mm-hmm. up to episode seven in Death Note. So, well, actually, just going on Patreon. Episode, episode 8, The Glare. Um, so, Naomi, she's the character who is the fiance to Ray Penber mm-hmm. in Death Note. Mm-hmm. And Ray dies. Mm-hmm. So, Naomi was supposed to do a lot more in the manga originally.
0: Oh, really? Oh, really? Mm-hmm.
2: The author intended her on joining the task force. Oh. And she was supposed to be an integral part. And she was supposed to be basically... Um, what's the best way to describe it? Like, almost like... The right hand to L in terms of intelligence, whereas Mm. the chief is kind of like the leadership and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. So she was supposed to be integral. The problem is the author legit said he wrote himself into a corner because he accidentally made her too smart. Yeah,
1: (laughs) she was way too smart. She knew so like anything. She she figured out what she figured out in how many days? Yeah, real fast. And then she knew like no, I have to talk to L. Mm-hmm. And no one else. Mm-hmm. The because he's definitely not Kira. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. and um, she and what she figured out was really important. If Elle knew that, I think it would have been like end the show real fast. <laughs> so I understand her having to die. I didn't like it, but
0: hmm.
2: yeah, uh, he said that the show, the the plot was finished yeah. if she legs up with them because yeah. given the intelligence that she has shown. It would be a huge character break for her to not figure everything else out, mm-hmm. yeah. and L for not L to figure everything else out. Yeah, yeah. so he, she had to die,
0: mm-hmm.
2: even though. But there is an this has a um, alternate universe. Oh, like a. author does it. Yeah, the author does alternate universe for this, cool. and in that he keeps around, but he does it differently because he still liked the character. Mm-hmm. it uh, Just it didn't come out the way he wanted. It.
1: So did he make her dumber or something?
2: No, it's just the series of events that occurred are different. Oh, so it doesn't okay. put him um, like in as much danger.
0: Okay.
2: Okay. Yeah. Hmm. It's one of those things. Remember, I told you about how uh, I watched an interview with George R. R. Martin, mm-hmm. the famously long writing guy. Yeah. Um. He he's guy wrote Game of Thrones. Oh, okay. <laughs> he, he, he said there's, like, two types of authors. There's the uh, architects and gardeners. Mm-hmm. And it seems like this was a gardener, where they let the characters, make the characters, and then they act as they would act. Mm-hmm. And then you trim off the fat. Mm-hmm. And then there's people who plant every single thing, which is what I think Attack of Titans author is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my
1: goodness.
0: Yeah.
2: Gardner feels more organic, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. But you run into those things where sometimes
1: characters just do and, what they want do. to do. Yeah, want to do. It's like I'm ending your monk here. Yeah. <laughs> <basically>. <laughs> oh, is that so? Well, I'll end you. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Have you Have you guys ever played RPG games?
0: RPG. Does yeah.
1: RuneScape count? N-
2: uh, not really. <laughs> I mean, it's an MMORPG, but not really. <laughs> Let me explain what I mean. So, RPGs, you can obviously play them however you want, but if you Role play an RPG character. That means you are acting out as your character would be. So then you create mm-hmm. your character to character screen and then you decide what they're about and then you play it as them. I have played Dungeons and Dragons at one point, so I, I know it's somewhat, though I didn't really understand the concept at the time. But <laughs> I do get kind of what it is to do what the character wants. So I was just wondering if you guys understood the feeling of the character wouldn't do that even if you want to do something.
0: Yeah, I, I kind of do when I'm like, playing a specific character in sims because mm-hmm. like i like randomize their traits and turns out she's mean so i'm like i'm not getting anybody no birthday presents <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not inviting anyone over to dinner she's not making friends and stuff like that mm-hmm. yeah. so it's like it's not what the way i would want to play the game but it's this is the character that i play yeah mm, i
1: i understand the concept but mm. like if, when it comes to, like, actual gameplay, I would find it very hard to not play according to my own character. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I put myself and my, my, my emotions into whatever character I play as. Mm-hmm. So that's why whenever, like, I play, like, any game. Like, I forgot, what game did we recently... Not recently, but there's a game we started, like, a, um, a, a multiplayer game. Should and you? I maybe it was Sotor, and I accidentally named it, like, Niki instead of, like, giving it a cool Star Wars name. Mm-hmm. And you guys, why is your character's name Niki? <laughs> it's like, I don't
0: know. It's my name.
1: <laughs> and it's just because of the way I think. Whenever yeah. I play as a character, I play as me.
0: Mm-hmm. So like, what would I do in this? What story? would I
1: do? So I play all games like that. Yeah. Um. But I do understand the concept of, like, um when it comes to storytelling. And I do actually... Think that when it comes to stories, mm-hmm. like when we watch anime or we watch um, any live action, like um, I want—I'm thinking like Boba Fett and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I always do think about did that move make sense for that character, mm-hmm. um, and if it doesn't, it like irks me. I'm like, they want to do that, yeah, you know. So it does affect me in that way, mm-hmm. but when otherwise, no. <laughs> hmm. All
2: right, I was about to say I think you're an architect. <laughs> I think you read a book, but yeah, yes, you, you do get it. Yeah. Um, and some interesting news just came about. So Grunty Roll announced that uh, Jujutsu Kaisen movie, Zero, mm-hmm. it will be in the United Kingdom March 18th.
1: Ooh. March? Oh, wow. That's wow. fast.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, I guess not fast. We were watching it after it had aired, so.
2: Yeah. Uh, well, the movie. You know, the movie oh, the that movie, we've come movie. see? the movie, movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, if it comes out in the United Kingdom, I assume English, It English right?
0: be. we'd yeah. be able to see Remember it, the, the movie that came out in December? It's like... It's coming to Oh, that's English. right. I forgot it had come out in December already.
1: Mm. Okay, cool. I, yeah. I was kind of
2: surprised because mm-hmm. it made a lot of money at the box office, so mm-hmm. I was like, are really going to let Crunchyroll just stream this thing?
0: Yep. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that's
1: awesome. So, but they, they specified in the United Kingdom, does Crunchyroll have, like, domains that they, like, they prevent certain countries from being able to see things?
2: Well, um, most... most- yeah, go ahead. I was just gonna say most places are region locked, but United mm-hmm. Kingdom shares pretty much everything with the US. Mm-hmm. If anything's locked, it's usually from US to England, <laughs> but, of course. Yeah.
0: yeah. Okay. Yeah, most streaming services do that. Whereas, like, you can watch this in America, but not in England, or England and or not America. So that's why people use VPNs because it's like, hey, now I'm in Germany, it's like, <laughs> hey, now I can watch this thing. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. It is hilarious that that is the biggest proponent of VPNs right now. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's probably not what most people are using it for, really. But it's when an ad comes up for it, yeah. it's always, it's like, hey, Netflix, reading, we're not you. use this to circumvent the regulations. Yeah. It's <laughs> funny that that's <laughs> Yeah, it's like,
0: don't worry about like protection on the internet. We can be somewhere else on the internet to get more content. <laughs> yes, please. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But it, it also kind of made me wonder just how difficult it is to get a theater to show your movies, or they're willing to have Prince to stream this thing, and of mm-hmm. course they're their partners, but is it that they truly don't think it would put enough you know, people in seats? Because I'm sure a couple theaters, maybe. Maybe it's like a couple big theaters, just one night only showing these movies.
1: Mm-hmm. I, When I think of um, anime going to an actual big theater in the U.S., mm-hmm. it sounds laughable to me. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I'm and I I, I'm just being honest, like mm-hmm. and I think it's the mindset of where anime is still an amateur thing yeah. in a lot of Western minds, and even in my mind, I think when I if I tell someone I'm I'm watching anime, it's like I'm a, I'm a nerd, you know. Yeah. I, and when I meet people who are like, yeah, they're totally into anime. Oh, you're
0: a nerd too! Yay! Yeah. You know, nerd.
1: so I don't I don't like see it as. Like Marvel, for example. Regular
0: content. Yeah.
1: Like. No, like when I think of Marvel, Marvel is still like a comic thing that came from, mm-hmm. but it's more mainstream, mm-hmm. and anime is not as mainstream, I think. I think maybe people are aware of that mm-hmm. kind of mindset when it comes to anime, and like thinking, oh, maybe we shouldn't even attempt. It might be mm. a-, a failure. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's better to just set it on streaming.
0: Yeah. I think it's kind of that, but also like the an- the market for anime is... Um, people who use are already on those streaming platforms to watch anime. So if they hear it to, uh, like, come out to a theater, they're probably just going to wait for it to, to go to, stream. to streaming. As
1: we would. As we would. Yeah, because yeah, we would want to do reaction. That's one thing. But but seriously, just...
0: Most people... I mean, the generation that it's targeted towards just don't want to go out their house.
1: Don't want to go out. Yeah, it's true.
0: Yeah, so... yeah it's also partially that's part of why theaters were dying in the first place Mm -hmm. so now it's it's just go straight to streaming Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. i i did have something to add to the streaming thing i also think at least in the last couple years streaming has been elevated in people's minds as well Mm -hmm. i think about disney releasing marvel movies and marvel series mm-hmm. on streaming inst- like black poor black widow like she was so upset yeah um it was supposed to go into theaters and instead they put in uh disney streaming yeah and um and
0: her cut of yeah the tickets i think it was she was supposed to get a portion of the the box office profits from yeah. theater yeah so
1: i wonder if it was them saying maybe it won't do as well as not risk it or it was just them saying no streaming is a better way to go it's gonna reach more people or get us more money mm. because I, I wonder which of that it is because if it's the latter um it would speak to the growth of streaming and the 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 way people are looking at no if i get on a, this streaming platform this is great um i i still think theaters just it's, just it's still iconic you know get into theaters Mm -hmm. but i do hear what you're saying like it's it is dying Mm -hmm. a lot of theaters are literally going out of business well
0: that is mostly due to the pandemic that's yeah the pandemic is helping that and black widow came out like was it like late 2020 i don't remember it was between late 2020 and mid 2021 Mm -hmm. so it was like right right in the no-go zone yeah (laughs) so them going okay let's nobody's in the theories let's, let's just go straight it. to yeah. streaming that is it, it is still like I'm just thinking of her part now you her, part of her doing the movie was that's her pay right yeah. and then you just said we're not gonna pay you basically and oh. they should have like renegotiated yeah. if they knew they were gonna do that but anyway <laughs>
2: no that makes sense yeah I was just thinking not necessarily like a countrywide all theaters near you or anything just mm-hmm. like this one, that one, that one, that one. T- localized yep. areas, and you guys can like if you guys want to see it on big theater screen, you can. Because mm-hmm. they did that with um, uh, what was it, Dragon Ball Z? But Dragon Ball Z is also the biggest anime probably ever mm. in terms of Western audiences. Yeah. But yeah.
0: Mm.
2: Um, this one is another question. I don't know how much we can talk about it though, because you're kind of still new to anime in general. But do you think anime is getting better or worse?
0: Better or worse? Um.
2: I mean, like. I've seen some comments where people talk about like animes aren't as good as they used to be, and you know it's just one of those blank terms where yeah. you're not really.
0: I've seen what animes used to be. We're, we <laughs> haven't gotten any worse. <laughs> of I mean, there's more isekai. So I guess it's... <laughs> no. No, no,
2: no. I'm saying like you feel like it's been getting better.
0: No, I, I, actually feel well. Maybe it might be getting better. I feel like we have more good shows more often than mm. it used to be like back because i'm talking about like uh like fuzzy weird looking chins and foreheads like type anime where it's like if anybody knows fruit basket like the first fruit basket that came out that old so like 90s anime type stuff mm. that you those and it, it was hard to find a good one but every if you found a good one everybody was watching that one yeah basically and then you'd wait like maybe like a year or two to find like another good one. But now we're having like a couple good ones every every year. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's been getting better, but there's it's a lot more saturated now. I was gonna say that yeah. there's a lot more animes now, and an unfortunate number of them are isekai. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Like seriously, have you have you browsed like the front page lately? Like ninety no. percent.
2: Or no i I, d- I did notice that whenever Paper thin plot i did notice that whenever we opened up crunch roll and mm-hmm. the title screens were coming up they there almost always isekais mm-hmm. and i think it's because it's it's an increased demand for isekai i think but also it's such an easy plot line it, yeah because if the the main thing that shounen has been the biggest genre forever. Mm-hmm. And the reason it's been the biggest genre forever wasn't because necessarily kids of that age were watching anime. it's because people connected to that age with anime. It's the same reason why with so many animes, okay. um, people were at high school age, mm-hmm. or they're in school for whatever reason. Yeah. They're in school, even though it has nothing to do with being in school. Yeah. In because, school,
0: <laughs> saving the earth, yeah. fighting the aliens. <laughs> <laughs> That's the
2: time period people felt the most free in their lives for a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, animes and mangaka connected with that as well so maybe in their lives they felt that way as well so most animes that got popular were of that genre mm. so i think isekai is, is kind of like the next step in that evolution <laughs> where not only are they in the school age but they usually come from a school age and they have a really hard background and now they get a second chance everybody wants a second chance yeah, yeah. Uh, a chance to be free or feel like they have power in a world where they previously didn't that's the basis of all the isekais yeah you mm-hmm. know uh, so i think that's why most of the not most of them, but a lot of them, a lot more than it used to be, have become isekais. guys,
0: mm. Yeah, because like everybody like thinks about like what they would do in that world, and then basically everybody just wrote it down. <laughs> I mean, but then I think it's mm, I don't want to call it like lazy writing because people are interested in it, right? Yeah. So they're we're perpetuating the problem, but <laughs> it's it's like. You don't have to flesh out the character in their world with their culture which means you'd have to flesh out their culture and their world. You just flesh out the character as you know them here and then put them in weird world number 65.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I think it's kind of, um,
1: it's like an, I want to say almost exaggerated, it's an exaggerated version of the western idea of live action everything. That's happening um, <laughs> yeah. because it's a it's a formula that that works for some reason mm-hmm. that connects to just that perfect funny bone in the human psyche mm-hmm. that are like yes they will click on this mm-hmm. and it's basically easy money mm-hmm. you somebody if if there's a person with a mind that they love all the isekais they don't care about the paper thin plot they're like mm-hmm. no it has the character doing what I want and the harem and or whatever it is you <laughs> know. Um, and they're getting what they want from it, they're going to keep watching them. And mm-hmm. so the people who are making them are like, easy money, they want to do that. Yeah. So it's like they're banking on um, people clicking this mm-hmm. very similar to the last thing you just watch just with different faces
0: character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think along that vein, I've also seen a lot of anime where it's like absurdly strong main character, even if he's from the world. Um, it's like oh, I don't remember the name of it, but he comes from like one of the hardest levels Towns it's kind of like a video game the town is the hardest level, but he's the weakest one there So he thinks he's really weak, but then he goes to like a starter town, and he's like the strongest person there ever And so it that kind of thing where they take they just want the person to be super strong in this world for whatever reason it kind of Defeats the stakes, though, and of course they still have their harem. <laughs> uh, so I saw one like they they a guy got isekai into back into his own world. <laughs> that was one <laughs> that was funny because I'm like, what's the point? He's still super powerful. Okay, mm. so just that kind of anime is everywhere, but it's it's hard to make it compelling, which I I think is why I liked re0 because our main character is super weak and he's struggling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yet I was thinking about Rezero in this context.
1: Rezero is weak, mm-hmm. but not because he just happens to his name
0: is Rezero. No. Oh sorry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Subaru. Subaru it just happens to be able to overcome the things he faces, mm-hmm. whether it's making the right connections or um, being in the right place just at the right time, or whatever it is, he does overcome. And what that... I, I was wondering, like, you have the formula of um person from high school comes to New World, gets superpowers. What makes ReZero work? One, it's a great plot. But two, it's the fact that he, he is himself, but he still wins. Mm-hmm. You know, even though he's losing a lot. But he's still... Win something and it's like oh that feels like i could do that like mm-hmm. i can be normal and do this you know so it, it still it still hits you yeah. in the heart
0: i think it's the stakes for me because like you no know, in every struggle he's had there are there's a very real possibility that he will lose even though he has overcome every single one of them thus far there's it's still like are we going to see him lose right now it, is there going to be a, a obstacle so insurmountable that he can't Subaru his way out of it, mm-hmm.
2: basically. Needs to come in. Come yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, I agree with everything you guys are pretty much saying. Um, I think for Subaru, it's kind of the uh, rule of, you know, whenever there's a bad guy, they usually come in and it's like, man, this guy's really... Like, every time a bad guy comes into any show,
1: yeah.
2: like, why do he do that? <laughs> even though, like, he does something really mean, even though he doesn't have to. It's because whatever's about to happen... It's about to be really bad to him, and they need the audience to not feel for them. Yeah, Yeah. They need the audience to accept that this person deserved what just happened to them. So it's kind of, like, scaled. Mm -hmm. So for Subaru, I think the author realized that a lot of Isekai's fall flat because the hero doesn't really pay for what he gains. And for Subaru, he pays dearly. He pays too much for every inch that he gains. Mm -hmm. And because of that, the audience can really relate to him, and the audience can really care for him. Mm -hmm. Um... And yeah, I think these guys in general, I think that's, it's not necessarily the fault of the manga authors, but that they the, that they get pushed onto the main stage. I think it's the fault of the companies. Mm-hmm. I think it's just, it's kind of like in the West, we have executives who push bad video game practices all mm-hmm. the time, right? Yeah. Like, that are harmful to uh, the uh, consumer, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that are harmful to the consumer, or they do something that's... Um, everyone's like, "Why would you do that? That's such a stupid move for a video game that they're sinking their own ship yeah, because of companies." Yeah, the companies feel like they're making money. That's all it's about. And so I feel like it's a similar situation where isekais is that aren't necessarily either up to snuff or they're very, very, very basic. Get pushed to the front. It's not necessarily the authors' fault. Mm-hmm. It's a guy picked them because mm-hmm. they thought that hey, yeah, isekai, right? You guys make money, right? And they push them. Yeah. But yeah. And for iskai's I mean, not Iskai, for animes getting better or worse, I, I do think they're getting, um, overall, the quality is better, because even when an anime with a bad plot comes around, it looks better, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can at least appreciate that, yeah. but yeah, I do feel like it's a volume thing, mm-hmm. where before, animes were so, so, so expensive, because everything was ha- drawn, and drawn and curated. But nowadays, we have so many techniques that allow people to cut the, those corners or do things much bigger stories for much less budgets. Mm-hmm. We get shows that don't really get cancelled nearly as much in terms of like mid season. Mm-hmm. Where before, remember, some shows would just, and the last episode, was just a PowerPoint because we got cancelled. <laughs> yeah. We don't have budget. There's like one guy doing this <laughs> we're using the photocopier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's why some shows were legendary, it's because most shows didn't really have the attention and the care that they could get. But when they were good, they were picked because, look, this guy's special. There's something really good about this author, mm-hmm. and everyone's going to be hand-drawn on so this. We're going to give them all the money in the world. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they still got canceled, but <laughs> yes. they're remembered because they broke the mold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, I want to say it's easier to become popular these days, but there's more tools to help people these yeah. days. Yeah. And there's more in general.
1: Yeah, I think about game-making in the same way, too. Um, there are a lot more really good indie games. Like, before you have an indie game, you could tell. Yeah. Like, I, I they, they had an indie category, but you, you didn't have to make a category. Just, you, just, you could look, and no. But yeah. now you have games that are, you would be shocked to know mm-hmm. it's one developer. Like Stardew Valley. Stardew Valley, I think about. Incredible. like Incredible. Incredible, yeah. The amount of work that has to have gone into that, and he keeps it updated.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, there's just, the tools, like you're saying, are a lot more accessible, mm-hmm. affordable, and, um, to get into it, there's not as high a barrier anymore. There's mm-hmm. not like an industry barrier like it used to be. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: there's an old saying that you know a good blacksmith doesn't blame their tools, but I think they're full of crap. The <laughs> tools are everything,
1: man. Tools are.
2: Every-
1: <laughs> At least in today's day and age, sure. like yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: um, Can't chop wood with a dull axe.
2: Um, so this is kind of a, a question about again how about you guys feel about the reaction channel. How do you guys feel about watching niche shows versus watching popular shows? Like, do you get the feeling that that like like it's when I, for instance, show you guys Back and on, right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't as popular as other shows, but do you do you what do you prefer to like watch more popular shows over niche shows like that?
0: I mean, if it's good, I don't care how niche the show is because, like Back and On, I could watch that like over and over and over again. It was mm-hmm. awesome, um, but. Uh, Watching popular shows... Usually they're popular for a reason. Like, um... uh, What is it? Boku no Hero Academia? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's popular for a reason. Because it's fun. Because it's good. Um... But, yeah. As long as it's good, I don't mind watching niche shows. I don't particularly have a preference. Mm.
1: Um...
0: I... I don't know.
1: Because my only gripe with the niche shows so far is they take a lot of risks because and that's kind of the reason they're niche because the risk might not go over well with the majority Mm -hmm. right um and sometimes the risks they take are very have a very heavy emotional toll and i i've i don't know you guys can tell in my reactions i'm a very emotive person Mm -hmm. and it's because i'm a very emotional person so i i very much like when things happen on screen, I feel it for a long time. Yeah. So I don't appreciate that part of the niche shows. Mm-hmm. But um, the ones we've seen so far, with the exception of Code Geass, <laughs> um, have not been too bad. Like I loved Back in the like That you. is not a niche show. Back what Back in the is not niche. Code
0: Geass. Oh, is Code not Geass? A niche show. Oh,
1: I feel like it is slightly. But I don't think it's as popular. Is very
0: popular. It is a popular show.
1: Ooh, okay. Well. I don't know. I, for us, it's not as popular on the channel. But um, uh, to me, like, as long as I can handle the... Like, I'm a mainstream viewer for the most part. I, I don't tend to go with, like, the niche type of shows because there's always something that, like, makes it stand apart and what most people, like, a lot of people are like, no, nah, no, nah, not really because mm-hmm. of that one thing. And that one thing might actually bother me. Um, so I do tend to err on the side of mainstream because it's usually more emotionally manageable <laughs> for mm-hmm. me.
0: <laughs> I just remembered I watched an anime. It was like a, it was one of those animes that's like two or three minutes an episode. And it was a really it was I liked the anime as something ninja something. I don't remember what it was called, but it's about these, um, I guess, like uh Uh, like it's like a paranormal anime where you have like the demons who are like like the old what do you call them like mythology Japanese mythology type demons that they like hunt down and kill to save people Mm -hmm. so like there was one that does like Cat's Cradle um, and if you play with her um, you become the next person who's doing that and become a demon and they hunt those kinds of demons down and they kill them but it was I really like the anime but everybody in the comments were complaining about the animation style it was kind of like a paper animation style where you kind of have like the person Uh, uh, they don't really move very much uh at all they have probably like two moving parts and then the background is the same stuff like that and people like Gosh, the animes the this animation sucks, and I'm like I don't see a problem with it. so in that way, I don't mind niche animes. it would be considered a niche anime simply because of the animation style mm-hmm. um but yeah, it, I do notice that you get they really don't like uh anything that deviates from uh regular Re- animation yeah. specifically the animation yeah. Yeah. uh but yeah. I guess I like niche anime. <laughs> I guess that's the <laughs> conclusion here.
2: I don't know. <laughs> I feel like you've watched so many animes that you have to.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you have to, yeah. Yeah.
2: But it might be like confirmation bias where just, you've just you seen so many and you've come across so many gems mm-hmm. that maybe you get the feeling that you like it or something. Maybe.
1: Know. It could be that just like a um, you know food counter cereal, you get you taste all of the things so much you start to get a finer taste for mm-hmm. the actual goodness in it and mm-hmm. just because it's you know, good to everybody. You're like, mm, there's this one thing. What is
0: it? Is it nutmeg? Ugh. Oh, there was this <laughs> other anime that was like that paper-like animation that people in the comments, again, every single... Like, they've watched every single episode, but they're, they're still, still complaining, complaining in the comments. <laughs> but it was so much fun. It was like Goku Fukudan or something like that. I don't remember. Is um House Husband. Um, what is it? Mafia House Husband? Yakuza ha- House Husband. It was so much fun. It's a comedy anime. And... But it's the same thing, like two-minute strips, two to four-minute strips. It got a second season, which oh. I was so happy about. And you'd love the the what is the op the, the opening? OP. Yeah, it was so it was so good.
2: I saw a little comedy skit of the house husband thing mm. where he was like buying flour. I yes, thought it was hilarious.
0: yes, it's, it's it's so funny. Mm. Like every single episode is hilarious.
2: <laughs> the thing is, on the channel, I think we only have one true comedy show and it did horrendously bad Yeah, Yeah. Sells at, at work. Hmm. I don't think haiku. IQ, no, Haiku's not comedy. Hmm.
0: The thing is, it's hard to do a reaction show... I would say it's hard to do a reaction for a comedy, comedy because there's usually no real plot line to follow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you just be like, and he said this joke, joke. he said that joke. <laughs> <laughs> and then we laughed. Yeah. <laughs> Basically.
2: Yeah, that definitely leans more towards the just reactors kind of thing to Mm -hmm. it. And again, I I don't emote very much. And Mm -hmm. the only show I've ever seen that made me actually laugh consistently was Daily Lives of High School Boys. Oh
0: yeah, that was hilarious.
2: (laughs) But but other than that, it's really, I think the humor in Japanese shows, it's funny. It's just, it's not, it doesn't hit like a lot of Western comedies do Mm -hmm. for me.
0: I feel like Western comedies still tend to have plot lines. They do. And then usually they might overstep and go a bit serious. And, and go to drama. people are like, uh... What's uh, happening, yeah. yeah. That happened a
1: lot in Nickelodeon. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thinking about that. <laughs>
1: um,
2: a, a little piece of news. Um, Mob Psycho Season 3 was confirmed. There <gasps> is a small little trailer that's been out for months now. Oh, but really? it's, it's, it's not even really a trailer. Hmm. But it's, it's, uh, it's believed that sometime either April or October, <laughs> it'll be out. <laughs> okay. Yeah, right. big gaps, but sometime this year we should be uh, watching
1: Mob Psycho. That's awesome. Cool. I watched Mob Psycho by myself, mm-hmm. and th- they were thinking to react. I was like, no, I watched that already. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was re- recommended to it by someone in my Twitch channel. I was mm-hmm. like, oh. I really enjoyed it. Like, I had to stop myself from watching like four or five episodes at once. I was like, no,
2: mm-hmm. Amazing myself. <laughs> Same author who made One Punch Man. Yeah,
0: so, yeah, I could tell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he. I, he that is a good, uh, what is it, example of overpowered anime character, but it was still a good anime for mm-hmm. some reason. He had struggle. Yeah, that's yeah, what I was going to say. He was struggle. overpowered, but he had weaknesses. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. His weakness was that he had no weakness, mm-hmm. and he couldn't cope with that. Mm-hmm. And uh, especially with a character like him, you surround him with very interesting people who've mm-hmm. got their own thing going on, like Genos. Mm-hmm. you know? Um, that way you avoid Superman problem by ha- oh, having Superman... What?
1: I thought you were talking about Mob Psycho. W- both of them. Both of them are like that? Yeah.
0: yeah. One yeah. Punch Man. Oh. They're both super... Yeah. They just wipe the floor with any opponent, but, you know, yeah. they're still they're still great. I
2: was more to talk about One Punch Man. Mm. Okay. But, yeah. In Mob Psycho, there's a lot more emotional struggle. Um, he mm-hmm. does wipe the floor with everybody, but he's kind of learning how to understand what it is to be normal, and he wants to be normal, mm-hmm. whereas One Punch Man, he relishes being strong but he can't find something to test his strength yeah yeah so he doesn't even feel strong
0: yeah and he even dreams about it <laughs> then he wakes oh yeah up <laughs> just before and he's like oh dang it
2: <laughs> and uh so this week was also the end of one of our shows yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes. we already had the big discussion and the talk about the finale but mm. um yeah, that show had a very interesting reception. I, I, I try to stay away from other reactors when they're reacting to a show that mm-hmm. I enjoy. Uh, if I do go to their channel, I'll go to their channel and just go straight to the comments. Yeah. I don't want to watch their reaction, mm-hmm. which is a weird thing because before this channel, I watched reactors as my main side content. It was yeah. what I watched. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, now that i finished it, I go back and I see people talking about the show, and it... They're pretty much on beat with us. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people, especially in the comments and older... You can tell from the way they're typing, fans of the older um, Star Wars stuff mm-hmm. feel disappointed mm-hmm. with the way it went, but it's pretty much, yeah, the first half was very weird and lost a lot of people. Yeah. And then the second half was better, but the second half had one episode about it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's like, what's supposed to be going on there? Mm. Um, the mods... How do you guys feel about the mods thing? Apparently, there was a lot bigger deal about it than I, I expected.
0: And, I... You know, the... Yeah, comic. yeah, yeah. I kind of expected that there would be some uh, people like that in a world where it's such... It's so tech-heavy. Yeah. But the way that it is, is it you can tell that the creator of Spy Kids made those characters. <laughs> or yeah. had a hand in making those characters. And that, to me, is the problem. Mm-hmm to me because sorry uh, no you go ahead because even R2 doesn't have as many mecha- me- 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 what is it mechanisms in that one guy's hand as you know and that's a whole robot Droid. yeah so yeah mm-hmm.
1: um to me they i think they could have been designed a little better mm-hmm. i i i don't feel star wars from them mm-hmm. they feel the spy kids thing explains it mm-hmm. for me they feel like they were invented, but I know they weren't. They, they were supposedly there before. Like, you were telling me? No, they weren't? No, no, I was... Oh. Go ahead. No, no, no. I was going to let you say, I, I thought we had said, like, people were saying they were always supposed to have existed or something. I, I was
2: saying modifications, and people having mechanical parts has always been there.
0: Like okay. Luke and Anakin, they both had... Oh. Yeah.
2: But something like them... To the extent that they showed later with, like, the GoGo gadgets. <laughs> yeah. That.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It just... I feel like it should have been more archaic. Like, the thing mm-hmm. with Star Wars is it's like, a clash of past and future together that mm-hmm. it, it just looks like archaic future. Yeah. You yeah. know? And it didn't... They didn't feel archaic.
0: Yeah, with the pogo leg. Yeah. Po- pogo spiky leg onto the... <laughs> I didn't the notice theater that. ...the car <laughs> when the ambassador was trying to get away. It, the guy pulled up to the side and used his pogo leg to like destroy one of the one of the yeah (laughs) oh i didn't notice that (laughs) no yeah Yeah. and the worst was their colorful
1: shiny yeah
0: that was just a bad decision
1: like i understand that i think he was trying to paint this picture of these guys they are taking they take pride that's what the the water the water guy when he was explaining them Mm -hmm. Said they take pride in their their modifications or whatever. Mm. So I understand they they're, they're kind of like you know this is my baby my my, my little my rad yeah. you know. So they're gonna make it colorful. They're gonna pimp it out. But I, shouldn't their version of pimping out still fit into Star Wars universe? Yeah,
0: because it's like when you think about like the whole world around them, the brightest thing is literally Boba Fett's green armor, yes. camouflage colored <laughs> armor. Yeah, it's true. And the color white. (laughs) So when you put bright red and bright like baby blue into that world, it doesn't make sense. And sunshine Mm. yellow. (laughs) Sunshine (laughs) yellow.
2: Yeah, it 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 felt to me like someone took like a syringe and injected colored ink into another liquid. You know, Mm. like you could see it moving amongst the mass. Like it just didn't fit.
1: Yeah. Perfect example when they were going around that last episode checking out the, the, you know, spy points. Yeah. And they just they stood out, and like if you're trying to be surreptitious, you're failing. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Nodding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes.
2: <laughs> Unfortunately, um, the director is getting a lot of flack for it. Mm-hmm. Which you know, I, I as even if I hate a show, I, I never directed at the people. I, like I'll say, mm-hmm. yeah, this show sucks. It was horrible. I like I'll say that, mm-hmm. but I won't say like you suck. <laughs> you're horrible. Mm-hmm. No, that's yeah. not that's not okay.
0: I mean, the when you think about it, the, the director did what. The director does. He's done his. That's what he did with Spike. His his, yeah. His style translated over to this. You hired him. Why did they hire him? That's the problem. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I was just watching. Um, I think a video by the closer look when he was talking about, uh, what happens when the director Mm -hmm. or the producer has too much creative control. Like there, there needs to be like a balance where you maintain the, the direction that you're headed amongst like a group of people Mm -hmm. and the whole group of people know the direction you're heading so that you can they can say like no that's a bad idea or we should do this and then somebody else says well maybe we could do it like this Mm -hmm. Um, and he was talking about uh, Wonder Woman uh, 76 is what do you call it her that director where she had too much creative control and you can kind of tell that somebody somebody should have looked at that and said no. But nobody did, and you could. And he compared that to uh, Suicide Squad too. Apparently, was well received. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't well know listened. about that until I watched his channel. Uh, uh, he was comparing that to that director, where he said he had like a group of people where he he trusted their input, and they would say no, you should do this instead, and stuff mm. like that. Yeah. Oh, uh, sorry. Even George Lucas, where you can there was like behind the scenes videos of him making the the prequels. Yeah. And he was saying, he was talking about how he didn't like the prequels in the, the behind the scenes. And there was like some, some other guy was like, no, if, if you think about it, it's like it, how weird star Wars is. The world kind of fits the weird." And George Lucas was like saying like, no, it, it's, it's still bad. Hmm. Even though. So in that um, kind of, circle he had the full creative control but he had to me himself
2: uh, <laughs>
0: so like you have to like figure it out whatever circle you have to like maintain the world that you've built
2: yeah in any in any process where there's an objective everybody who's a part of it needs to understand it mm-hmm. um i don't know exactly what the situation was with boba fett uh, but, yeah. of course but but yeah like everything like i mean i remember watching like uh, a documentary that talked about the military and they said one of the biggest breakthroughs that they had was un, was a, a leader who understands that people under him need to understand what he wants. It's way more effective than a leader who just knows how to tell people what to do. Mm-hmm. Like, we need to take this hill. Go. Versus, we need to take this hill because if we don't take that hill, then that place is in trouble. And everybody can give input as to what will help that goal. Mm-hmm. You know, But they'll un, understand why they're doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, so with Star Wars, what's funny is the reason Star Wars had had so much success with the what do you call it with the Netflix shows Mm -hmm. anybody know what I mean Mm -hmm. those Mm -hmm. kind of shows because they've been giving people creative freedom but the people that have been giving creative freedom were the right people Mm -hmm. who understood the overall vision and for instance Dave Faglioni who is the, basically the Wonder Child for Star Wars right now. Yeah. Um, because he became the guy who he would remember things when no one else did. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so he's gotten his chance on the, these shows to do these directing roles. Yeah. And it's not just that they picked a director with him. He's like, he's the guy. Mm-hmm. And some other directors... Um, there's another one. I forget her name. I think she's like... I think Kate something. I don't I don't mix up last name, but she's another director who has been helping with Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. And she's also proven herself, so... Cool. Th- I think the process of giving to directors a lot of control is good mm-hmm. but it's also on the director to know that Which you've got they've got to
0: have the team you got to have the
2: team mm-hmm. yeah and i don't know how it went down but mm-hmm. obviously something didn't go right mm-hmm. yeah. that's everything that i have got for the podcast anything else? Guys? um
0: i mean i could Go on a tangent about
2: Bubba
1: Fett all day. Uh. <laughs> we talked a long time about that last <laughs> so. I mean, I still
0: have more to say, but let's, let's let's not.
2: Yeah. But yeah, so guys, thank you very much for being here. Guys, if you liked your time here, please remember to leave a like and subscribe if you want to see more. Remember to check out the Patreon description if you guys want to see the podcast early or if you want to see uncut versions of shows or shows early. And remember, leave a comment down below if you guys have a question. You guys want to be brought up on the next podcast. And remember, there's a big gap in time if you're watching on public. So thank you very much. I will see you in the city. Goodbye.
0: Bye. Bye.